0: All right, welcome back to episode four of Van Jammin'. Uh, this is our 4th of July special, baby. woo Yes. Yeah. Independence Day. Your three hosts, Alec Maskell.
1: Brayden Sunshine.
0: And David Kuhn. All right, and today we are doing one of my favorite shows that I know of. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, Live at Woodstock. Yeah, so the,
2: one of the most famous live sets you could probably say of all of of rock music for sure
1: although let me let me bring something up mildly disappointing right from the start i feel kind of uh less versed than i wanted to be coming into this show not coming into this podcast because i listened to the show but when you brought it up i'm like yeah live at woodstock i know about it i know of it but and i've seen like documentaries on the shows and, and the festivals and stuff like that but i've never sat down and listen to Live at Woodstock by Jimi Hendrix. And it's fantastic. It really I mean, is. it's it's, it's gotta an with example you on that, of though. that kind of music. Like
2: I haven't I hadn't really listened to it much. I'd heard a few songs off off of this album, but like I hadn't really uh, listened to it as much as I would want to. So I'm kinda glad we're doing it. Yeah, for this me show, too. It's like um,
1: it's, it's gem. It absolutely
0: is. Yeah. You know, some of the it's funny, some of the Woodstock performances are um, they, they really can be hit or miss. Like The Dead actually had a like, fucking horrible Woodstock show, really? and really? they say it. They always say it's their worst show they ever played. Oh. Why, did
1: they, why would they say that?
0: They had some tech problems for one. It was like they played at like midnight, and it was in Whoa. the pouring rain, um, so they were literally getting electrocuted while they were playing. So oh. they just weren't having a good time. Yeah, but they also just weren't really—they weren't super tight when they played. Oh, um, oh it's midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they had been waiting around all day, and that was part of the problem. And they've been Some doing of the drugs scheduling. all day, and yeah. then at that point, exactly. you're kind of at the come down of all those drugs, so you're, you're just, just like, tired.
1: Yeah, it's like I want to go to bed. Probably
0: one of the best I would say, other than uh, Jimi Hendrix, is Santana's performance. Okay, yeah, amazing performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard so good except i haven't listened to it <laughs> See, i'm yeah. in the same boat I've heard, I've heard that heard. it's fantastic heard and i've Santana's heard like three songs off
1: it that are all really good but i've never sat down and listened to the show through
0: it's even crazier when you consider that jerry garcia gave him um i think acid well yeah like, i right remember you telling me, this on. is one of the yeah.
2: stories i remember you told yeah. me about he thought his guitar uh, was a snake yeah yes. yeah i remember that so clearly
0: yeah there's yeah. a lot of famous like famous stuff about that mm-hmm. um but yeah woodstock Jimi Hendrix doesn't get much yeah. much more iconic.
2: I just want to point out also real quick. We're back in person. Yes. Look yes. at us. Not in a van, but we got Bertha, the van, sitting right, right, right back Bertha's there. Right you def- know, behind the camera, you can't see her, but um we have her for inspiration and yeah. So anyway. Still
0: van jamming just with a side of boat today. Yeah. So it, was just, for the it fourth. was just
2: too pretty outside. And we had to
1: it's the Fourth of July. You gotta, you gotta celebrate with a Exactly. We really,
2: we should have had like a grill set up and like some oh, burgers. Oh, I know, like, like a flag <laughs> some ribs going. Right. Yeah, let's,
1: let's do all the. Somebody put like a toy Mustang on a table. You're fine. Oh yeah. Apple pie, and then then we got all of the Americana crap.
2: <laughs> Just super sized burgers. And yes.
1: <laughs> Get an extra large McDonald's like hot the dogs. As I much Coca-Cola
0: yeah. and Coke. Bud Light as possible.
1: Just a a five-gallon uh, can think, of gas. I
2: think uh, I was I, well, I was watching fireworks the other day, and uh, Bon Jovi uh, yes. when came on the his like music, and I realized <laughs> uh, Bon Jovi is the most like American songwriter that like isn't specifically like American mm. or like really or like you know. Like Ooh. he doesn't have any songs about America, but I just think his sound that his sound and his song okay, is makes the sense. most American thing. is he say, even like, American? Is he British? Or I, don't is he oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Bon Jovi. Because that would be funny if he's British and I. Bon, yeah.
1: He's you know. got to be American.
0: He's he sounds American. Yeah,
1: well, I thought I thought you're like the most American. I was like, well, maybe Leonard Skinner. Yeah, well, well, yeah I would no. even
0: I'd even argue like like dylan or springsteen oh no you're
1: going man. Wait. okay for like you think Bruce sorry, springsteen
2: because he has the uh he has that song um was that born in the usa was born him? in the usa yeah. but it's a critique yeah. of the usa yeah of course but, no, he, but still it's still an american but he's like dylan or like, like, like most of his discography no, I'm is you, about bon jovi because bon jovi captures the essence of American of being american Bruce Springsteen and the, they're like, you know, they're more I don't folk, know. Bruce
1: Springsteen I I believe holds that place as well. Just cuz uh, of his. All right, well, to, to, to reel <laughs> it back in here.
0: To reel it back in. Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix Live at Woodstock. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe next time we do John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. Um, I, I don't like him either. Yeah, no. no. I'm going to... Yeah, gonna I hate Bon Jovi. Yeah. I just wanted okay. to...
2: I, <laughs> I just thought that. Don't let mom know say that. Glad we, I don't like Bon Jovi. Glad we
0: discussed right. that. <laughs> Sorry, Mama do, Sunshine. Do,
1: equal distaste for Bon Jovi.
0: Yeah. All right. So, uh, to get into the show here, um, some quick notes about the the history of this famous show before we, before we hop in. Um, <clears throat>
1: Woodstock, baby.
0: Yeah. Uh, So basically, uh, Jimi Hendrix, um, you know, he died, he was part of the 27 Club, um, so he died pretty young. During his life, he made three official releases, and I guess you could say four, because the Band of Gypsies album really is his fourth, Um, and then, uh, you know, a boatload of other stuff that didn't um, get released while he was still alive. So... For the majority of his career, he was with the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Uh, They recorded three albums together, and they disbanded in June of 69. Um, Woodstock was in August of 69, I believe, or... It might have been in July, actually, late July. So, I'm like, the, right
1: after the experience. Yeah,
0: like, literally out. right after. So, Jimmy was actually living in Woodstock um, during this time in the town because wow. they were trying to get him yeah, know interested to go and kind of, like, record new music to give him some inspiration. Um, hmm. So, Jimmy was one of the main headliners of the show. He was actually the last performer at the festival. A lot of people always think that he played in front of you know the masses when he played there but he actually played in front of about 200,000 people as opposed to the 500,000 that were there originally and some say that by the end of his performance those numbers were even lower some people stayed to like hear him start and then they just kind of I mean 200,000 is still that's still 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 a sea of people but it's not it's not like the half a
1: million people in one place That blows the minds of anybody who sees a picture. I mean, that that is an inconceivable number of people.
0: So he he started uh, at 9 a.m. on Monday morning. He played with a band that uh, only played about five times together. They used to even say that they they actually weren't that good funny enough. The other performances they had before this performance um, were all kind of lackluster, but they pulled through for Woodstock. Uh, the band it was officially called Gypsy, Sun, and Rainbows, but as you hear him say on the album, he refers to them as the Band of Gypsies. Um, just kind of funny because the next band he would make would be the real Band of Gypsies. The lineup for Gypsy, Sun, and Rainbows, uh, Mitch Mitchell from The Experience on drums, Billy Cox, who would go on to be in the band of gypsies on bass, Larry Lee on rhythm guitar, the only time Hendrix ever had a backup guitarist, two Congo percussion players, Juma Sultan and Jerry Velez, and of course, Jimi Hendrix on lead guitar.
1: Yeah. So he had a a rhythm player for this. Yes. This was
0: like because well, like the experience was a three piece.
2: Yeah, and this yeah. is like a full band. And so was Band of band. Gypsies. Yeah, so of so gypsies this is just a weird. Well, didn't Band, didn't full band thing. of Gypsies still have the rhythm guitars? Or no, no, it was
0: just for this. This was the only time that he ever had no. a rhythm guitarist. Okay, which is, is interesting. I've never. Heard See, that. no, but yeah. I
2: read something that said Band of Gypsies still had the percussion player and the and the rhythm guitarist. So had one of the percussion players.
0: I mean, uh, maybe for a couple of select performances, but the overall like Band of Gypsies, especially on like the album, is uh, Jimmy with Billy Cox, who is the same bassist, and they had a drummer, and I'm going to forget his name, it's like Buddy something, Um, but it was the three of them, and Band of Gypsies was kind of Jimmy changing over from still still bringing his blues influence um into the fold but adding in a little bit of some more funk and um you know I, I some other you know influences. this is an end
1: of the podcast type note and we'll get to it but man I I wish we could see what he would have done
2: Cause Yeah well dude he was like he was supposed to work with uh Miles, Miles Davis, Davis. Yeah. and like
1: that would have been priceless
2: That would have been incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah
1: moving forward um i I just want to go back to this this addition of a rhythm guitar player because i i found that significant there were times when i was listening to this show and you know i've listened to other Jimi Hendrix stuff where it is just a three-piece um and there are points where where he's kind of playing like a solo line or singular notes or something and the sound kind of thins out for a moment and and focuses really in on him and that can add a little bit of dynamics but sometimes it really will stop the flow of something Cause you've got that whole like freight train coming down the line and then all of a sudden he thins it out to a single solo line and that whole massive soundscape that was built that was running down a track kind of fades away because he stopped playing that that lower frequency rhythm stuff having that rhythm player in there kind of chugs that it whole show along really really effectively yeah
2: i mean i will say this album it's like it is a um it is just like a wall of sound. I yeah. guess so to use good. that yeah terminology, but it is it is just loud and like nonstop um, noise, pretty much. Yeah,
1: but I feel like there's a difference between nonstop noise and uh, yes, granted, what they did is a lot of nonstop noise, but like the the artistry within the nuance in that noise. Oh yeah, no, I, it, it is it not. Brutal. It's not
2: bad noise. No, it's good. I it's, mean, a good, it's noise. good. It's a great album and it's good noise, but. Um, I just was saying, it is like full on from yeah. start to finish. Wallace. Uh, yeah. I was
1: talking to a, a friend of mine while listening to it, and there's this part, <clears throat> I forget what song it is. I think it's Spanish Castle Master or Black Castle Mazda, you know. Um, and Jimmy's sitting on stage being all polite. It's like, oh, yeah, I know we got some technical difficulties, yeah. and we'll be right with you. And he, Like the most polite dude in the world, and then just comes out, <laughs> Fucking screaming, yeah! With this, uh, with this guitar solo, and, and it, it's insane. The change between the way he speaks, The change between the way he speaks and the way he plays. When he
2: says, "What was it? What did he say?" You know, when they call the girls groupies and the women, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then they call them this and that and baba woof woof. It's because they fucking not in love, man. <laughs> I yeah. love it, and I love when he's... Just talking to the crowd in this show. I, it just was, answering. It's like makes me want to wish I was
0: there. Yeah,
1: he, he's friends with the crowd, and the crowds are friends with him. Yeah, he seems so nice. Yeah.
0: he's just friendly with everyone. The uh, I mean that was that's you know you bring up a good point too. Um, I know like Paul McCartney had a famous thing where he was talking about it was like three days after Sgt. Pepper was released, the original, and uh, he, the Beatles were at a show of his in London and. He fucking went and played Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band right in front of them like three days after the album just came out. And they were like, how did he? But um, like, same thing, like they were commenting about how crazy his style is. Because, like, you know, he's doing dive bombs and using the whammy bar and he's doing all the crazy shit he's doing. And Paul McCartney's like, Yeah, like, it's so different from how we play because we're in tune and very just kind of, you know, going through. And he's like, and during his playing, like, I could hear him going out of tune and, like, like playing around it. And it's, it's like crazy. Like, Frusciante, uh I was obviously super inspired by Hendrix, but he used to do, like, similar things where, like, just be out of tune and be like don't worry like I'll bend it in No, he, you know yeah he like, would i mean there's a song so cool. there's
2: a uh, yeah. chili pepper song to kind of continue with, where he like it's purposefully out of tune yeah. he tunes one i maybe it's the g string he tunes a little sharp i think yeah. just cuz i mean it's the way like intervals work and the way we hear intervals yeah. it actually like ends up sounding nicer if you tune it a little sharp yeah. um but but yeah no they he does that a lot as well
1: yeah the, technicality. It's, the, it's the g or b
2: string I think it was uh, the G-string that he tunes. I, it was just like, it was, uh, I watched a video on it. I don't remember the actual interval mm. um, but or the song. But, like I <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I know that he, di- he did it for one One of their famous songs. uh might be Scar
0: Tissue.
1: Mm. little fun fact about Scar Tissue.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyways. Well, speaking, t- uh, perfect segue into that. um Jimmy's iconic guitar setup for the show. Yeah. So, for pedals, he had a Vox Wah pedal, a Fuzz Face pedal, which is like the landmine type, and then a UniVox Univibe, which um, is basically like a chorus and, f- chorus and vibrato pedal. Yeah,
2: from what I saw, it looked like it was a chorus and tremolo effect combined. Yeah. That it just kind of like naturally combines them and he
0: the big song that he used that on um that that isn't on this album but that he does tease during um hear my train of coming is um machine gun that's the big song where he uses the univox
2: yeah i mean it's it's kind of like so a chorus is like a uh A chorus is essentially a very short delay that makes it sound like two people or multiple people are playing. Sometimes you can have them stacked on top of each other, so it sounds like a chorus, hence the name. Um, And then a tremolo was basically like an alternating pitch where it just kind of is is sort of making it a little sharp, a little flat, and it's just going back and forth between that. So having that combined, it gives it – I thought it was a flanger at first, like – and you said phaser – so it gives it that kind well, of effect. Well, on, like online it wow, said wow, wow.
0: phaser. It says that it's it's like kind of like a phaser pedal, but um, I saw more of like the chorus and vibrato, like you had said. Um,
1: what I think is cool is that he achieves such Just uh, bring a a the mic a little closer sorry. when we're talking. No, it's Okay. What I think is cool is that he used such a depth of tone and and such expression with a relatively simplistic setup. I mean, you think about all the kids who walk into these bargain basement guitar center, you know, scratching dent sections and pick up 30 pedals. Yeah. uh, And start, you know, stringing them together. Yeah, you'll find something. But... This, this kind of embodies, at least to me, the concept of you really don't need that much to get exactly what you are looking for. Well if th- you can tune it just the way yeah. you need to. Oh, yeah. And, and God, the, the, the sound that comes out of that setup. It's yeah. fantastic. It is.
0: It's awesome. And he definitely, I think he it's like went crude
1: oil and silk all mixed together.
0: He cut down a little light, I think, for this show, obviously because it was Woodstock and the mass and the amount of people backstage, and he and he probably yeah, used more of what he had setup. on hand. Yeah, I just wanted to say usually, ooh, a little bug. Usually, so a um, little Dragonfly. Friend. Usually, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy would sometimes do. Two wah pedals. He would have like a backup that he would incorporate. Well, because you
2: said he used the Vox mm. wah pedal, which is, like usually use the cry he baby. usually uses the Crybaby. Yeah, because like there's the whole
0: Crybaby signature. You know, Jimi yeah. Hendrix wah. My guess yeah. is he grabbed something that was around. Maybe you know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. What's on hand? Yeah. I I know that um sometimes he would use two wahs, and I know sometimes he'd even have a backup fuzz as well. Um. So, I don't know, but I, the other thing is the other guitar player, Larry Lee's definitely running a fuzz and possibly yeah. a wah. Well, There's his, actually uh, some parts on this where he's playing lead too. Yeah, no, yeah, I was good. Good. I have that written yeah. down.
2: He has a few solos in this yeah. um in this on this album, which they're kind of mm, well, I mean, yeah. he's they're playing not, on like, stage. Amazing, he's playing on stage
1: at Woodstock with Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, so yeah. You
2: know? sure. <laughs> it's kind of awful, rough because it's like he's so far back in the mix. Yeah. yeah, you can like you have to be listening for it, and yeah. it's like it's kind of hard to hear. Um, yeah. Speaking of the mix, did
0: well, do you actually want me before to talk we get to the that, mix, or? I just want to go real okay. fast on the so for an amp, he had a Marshall Super Lead uh, plexi heads with four by twelve cabs.
1: Four four by twelve cabs, right? Four
0: by twelve. And then he had um, his iconic 1968 Olympic white Fender Stratocaster, which he had just acquired the year before. Um, The big thing with Jimi Hendrix, people people always have trouble trying to emulate his tone. And a big reason is because he was a left-handed guitar player at a time when there weren't really too many lefty guitars. So he used to always take his strats on any of his guitars and tune them backwards, upside down, uh, like tune righty guitars. So I was reading up on it, and um, what that would do is, because, you know, the pickups are, are different on the lower strings as opposed to the higher strings the attack is completely different from how it would sound normally um the other thing that i know with jimmy that he used to do and i i don't know if this is the setup yet at the time he used to often tune down to e flat and sometimes he would even use different and weird gauges between the strings so like normally you'd have you know oh, well, use what, like different like Dude, normally it'd be strange. like well like ten through ten through fifty six or on on this show yeah, I don't know exactly. uh, It it what said he the... had light
1: gauges that went up to an eight on top
0: yeah but sometimes though what i mean is like uh, if he you would go use like
2: so so if
0: you took like a string from one pack of like yes, 11 exactly. and then took a string from like a 10 like he might from gr- another pack he might grab something. like a g string from like a lighter pack and yeah. then have the others be higher He used to do weird stuff like that all the time do you think that's time.
1: intentional like i just want to play with it or is that just i popped the string cuz i'm playing
0: I think that I mean, that was, was just. I think that that was a mixture of him accommodating for the fact that he was restringing the right-handed guitar upside down, right. and just he found a general entire setup that just worked for him. That's that's what I think. I but. never even
1: thought about that though. The pickups are. are tailored differently yeah. depending yeah. on so string, what string they're
2: are to pick they up. have to they have to be in order to pick up the certain frequency that that string is And then you flip
1: it over. I mean, well, that's got to be Yeah. cool. That's got to yeah. sound really really cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's why I think I it's why I think when you listen to people who are even you know just trying to do a good Hendrix cover it might sound right like you know time wise or like yeah like to even get an element of the sound effects down but um, you'll never quite have all of it unless you do it exactly Unless like you that. do exactly how he did it. Yeah. Also Which is like
2: I hard because nobody learns guitar <laughs> like almost. Yeah. I haven't seen a single person who learns guitar like that.
1: What's What's so interesting is that you know some of the old Hendrix documentaries and stuff that I, I can pull out of my head because it's how my head works is weird. Um, he he was like a jazz player. He was just kind of playing. Oh yeah, bands.
2: he was in. Um, well, he played in the military band. Yeah, exactly. He played he guitar th- in the military. So that's band. a pretty yeah.
1: regimented, straightforward way to learn guitar. And yeah. then the rest. Uh, I was talking to Alec yesterday, and the way he sounds in this show is like music and energy. If you want to use a visual metaphor, is this rushing torrent of water? It's a river, and Jimi Hendrix is this unfiltered tap into that river of energy yeah there is no filter yeah what comes out of him he plays it before he thinks it
0: we were discussing and it's, just,
1: it's expression Sorry. it's passion it's emotion it's 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 music it's energy it's spirits
2: it's yeah. great it's, it's everything brilliant. it's kind of it's crazy to think he he got that and just kind of he i mean like he did invent it really and like and and from from what from his jazz yeah like he yeah. started out in jazz and then he invented a whole new style of playing exactly
0: i was saying to Braden too i think a big thing with Jimi hendrix like y- you know a lot of guitar players have certain levels of this but i don't think there's any guitar player that i know that is quite as like unified with the guitar as much as jimmy hendrix like the the he, it's such an extension of everything he's doing to you know Braden's point of being that like untapped unfiltered river like you know Jerry Jerry almost gets a touch of that and and there's a ton of other guitarists that are unified with their guitar but like Jimi Hendrix can just feel the guitar like he just I don't know I don't know any other way to put it like he's like bleeding his brain through the guitar yeah. basically yeah he's just I don't know there's it, some it, connection it, that he has that no one else has figured out I feel like
3: mm-hmm.
1: there's always a deep um an intimate connection between the guitarist, their instrument, and how they're playing it. Yeah. You know, when you're uh, any
2: musician and uh, in their instrument. Yeah. It's but, yeah. but
1: the difference between Hendrix and and other players is, you know, when when Jerry plays, he can make it cry, he can make it sing, he can make it rain. But you can tell that there's there's choices being made. Yeah. With with Jimmy, it's it it's just spontaneous. It's happening. It, it, it's yeah,
0: the guitar is doing what he wants it to do.
1: But it's it's like it's a voice. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not just oh, I'm picking the notes because I know this is gonna sound good or this is what I feel or something like that. It is a, a an organic. Yeah. Well, um, I think I I mean
2: I I think kind of a a part of like how he's able to do that or how part of it is that I th- I think he might have um possibly had like perfect pitch or something along those lines. Yeah. Because uh, I, mean, I mean he's I about that. in uh what was it? Message to love right he starts singing with his guitar that's my favorite thing yeah that's one of my favorite things he does it's really cool but like that's hard to do on a solo especially when you're I mean I assume he's improvising at least some of it yeah and like that's hard to do but he's singing pretty much right along with it yeah Yeah. that's what
1: I mean It, it comes out of him before he even thinks yeah like he's, he's realizing what he's done. Three notes down. It's kind of like you
2: know how like when you see like Mayor, almost like you see him mouthing and like as he's playing. Yeah. yeah, it's similar to that where like they kind of n- they have the idea in their head and they're just put it. They're just playing it out. They're not even thinking necessarily in notes or.
0: Yeah, or scales.
2: It's in real time. Yeah,
0: you know, an unpopular opinion I've always had is that I like I also like just overall the band of gypsies more than Jimi Hendrix experience. And I know this isn't quite the band of gypsies, but it's got the same bass player. Um, but same thing with um, uh, what's the name? Same thing with Billy Cox. Like he also does a lot of the kind of like. Like, especially on, like, later Band of Gypsies albums, he does a lot of that as well, where he's singing along to even what Jimmy's doing. Um, So I I just in general think that he was playing with better musicians when he got to the Band of Gypsies, or at least it just more tailored the funk and blues kind of style he was trying to do. And I'm Mm. not—I don't know. Billy Cox might have also had— I don't. I don't know if he had perfect pitch, but I just yeah, I know that know. he does a lot of that as well. And he yeah. does that in this on. I think message to love. He's doing some of that as well. He does Billy some Cox of the singing. Is- I think. He, I think Jimmy is doing it too. But I think he does some of it as well. Oh. There. So.
1: Huh. You You yeah. mentioned he was playing with better musicians, and again, I, I just I wish uh, we had been able to see because Jimi Hendrix was was spearheading his part of this new musical movement. A lot of stuff yeah. was coming out in the you know 60s, 70s that had never existed. You know, new technology, new musicians, all that. But as everybody else evolved, he was always 10 steps ahead. Yeah, that's um, true. And so I'm wondering what would have happened when somebody caught up those 10 steps and he was still 10 steps ahead. What would have come out of that? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, but we don't get Jimi Hendrix, but we got Prince. Like, he's releasing yeah. stuff. He not not him, but like they're releasing albums that that were recorded yeah. decades ago. I wish there was something a little more, uh, you know, a deeper reservoir for Jimi Hendrix in that yeah. respect. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, now they're just releasing live shows from him.
1: From from Hendrix? Yeah.
2: Yeah, they release a new. I I think they're releasing one this year. Like every year, they come yeah. Oh they've been God, releasing new live that's shows. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think we should maybe do want the sound. The, yeah, sound I'll get into staging? the sound, and then if you want to, like, uh, list off like the should I do Cellus first the or set after? List? I'll, I'll, I'll do, do the sound stage first, yeah. And then, yeah. Okay, so uh, the mix we did this last week, um, or I guess two weeks ago for part one, we um, <laughs> we uh, I just talked a little bit about where uh, everything was placed in in the mix, uh, in like when you're listening on headphones. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to kind of I think that's a good idea So I think I'm going to try And keep doing that For every show It's we actually do. really helpful I think if, it's you an listen, if you
1: listen to a show In headphones You can actually sit down And dissect that stage That you describe.
2: Yeah so I, I think It's a cool thing And I, I, I'd like to uh, Talk about it So A recurring uh, segment one, On this show And this is all just like me I like It's just from what I hear I'm not like Looking this stuff up It's just kind of what I hear Um So with this show, you have Jimmy in roughly the center, but he's slightly off to the left. You have rhythm guitarist uh, Larry Lee. Uh, He's like kind of in the center, maybe slightly off to the right. You have bass more so off to the right. Um, You have drums mostly, uh, so Mitch Mitchell's drums mostly surrounding the like the back of the soundstage, if you will, Uh, covers most of the spectrum left to right. But i think it's moved over a little bit to the right to make way for the percussion which is positioned on the left um in the sound stage so yeah that is that's it yeah <laughs> um
0: awesome uh i'll do the set list real quick and then we can just hop into the show yeah. a little bit um so the set list, this is from the album, the Live at Woodstock album, which you could find on Spotify or anywhere you listen to music. Um, technically, it's not exactly what the performance was. They, there's a few omitted songs. Um, but you have a brief introduction with no music, Message to Love, Hear My Train to Come In with a Machine Gun tease in the beginning, Spanish Castle Magic, Red House, Lover Man, Foxy Lady, Jam Back at the House, Isabella, Fire, and then a medley which goes Voodoo Child, Slight Return into Star Spangled Banner, into Purple Haze, into Woodstock Improvisation, into Villanova Junction. And then one of the only Hendrix shows that ever had one, there's an encore, and they play their first song, Hey Joe. Last what is day. what is everyone's um? what's everyone's three favorites three favorites for this we'll start sauce. with you Dave
2: alright we'll go this way yeah. so this is tough I, cause I knew we were gonna do the three favorites so I was trying to think as I was listening to this and it, I kept going back and forth like between so many different songs but I think these are roughly my three favorites um Spanish Castle Magic mm-hmm. this is in no particular order um Spanish Castle Magic, I'd say Voodoo Child, and then um, I, I kept, see, for this, I was like Isabella or Loverman. I kept going back, back and forth between those two, and I think I'm going to go with Loverman on that one because I really okay. enjoyed that song. Um, another also kind of like runner-up with that was Villanova Junction for me, but it was uh, just a little short. Like, I honestly, I wish it was a little longer. It would have been cool.
0: So what I read is, like, when he was doing the medley, technically Woodstock Improv and Villanova Junction were just an ongoing solo. It wasn't really quite as, like, blocked out as, like, Like, this is this song,
1: this is that song. Yeah,
0: but I think for the album release, they kind of... You know so separated well his villanova
2: junction that's like not a song that he has recorded that i don't or. know
0: like it very well might be yeah um it's definitely it's not anything from his three studio albums that i know of but yeah i really enjoyed yeah. that jam that yeah. they
2: had i thought it was a dope and i was also like it showed a cooler side of like um dynamically like you had some more quiet dynamics yeah, um, it's not. It, it reduces wasn't. that wall of sound for a moment. Yeah, it was almost down. like a break, and it was kind of nice. But it was still, it was still pretty great, like playing and stuff. So, anyways, yeah. Brayden,
1: I'd probably say uh, my three favorite are "Hear My Train Uh "Jam Back at the House," and, I mean, uh, I don't want to be cliché and say "Star Spang- Spangled Banner" because I really just just like that. Yeah, um, I really really liked Voodoo Child. So uh, here, my train to come and jam back at the house, and, and Star Spangled Banner is, is that that's separate? I'm not gonna pick that. So let's say Voodoo yeah. Child, but those are so good. I mean, jam back at the house was just fun.
2: That was an awesome. No, those was great.
1: I, because you know they were just they were just having fun with it, because like you can hear there's a different energy between a song that you practiced before and something you figured out three like three hours ago. Yeah. Because yeah. The, it, it's just it's more playful. And mm. and uh, experimental and fun and and it's I like that one a lot. Yeah. So I'd hear my trainer come and just oh my God he's ripping. Oh He's yeah. just howling yeah. at the moon man I can feel it in my soul it's great. It's it a beautiful, digs. beautiful version. So, and just like that thing you were saying earlier where he can play and sing, and yeah. he, he's like here my trainer coming, here my trainer come. Oh yeah, and coming. the intro when he's, he's doing, doing the hits. he's doing it. Yeah. It's so good. It just pulls out what he's trying to say in there. So yeah, but that—that's I'm done. Um,
0: Here. Alec, you know, Braden, i think Braden brought up a really good, a really good point that we should cover. This is, of course, the like the extremely famous iteration of the star spangled banner is that is and infamous iconic. at the
2: time not really infamous now i think it's yeah. universally loved oh much. yeah but back it back was hated, in the day, hated. back then it was hated, hated. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah you don't mess with the star spangled banner yeah. in the 60s Absolutely '70s, uh, and yeah. he he put bombs dropping in the middle of it yeah. yeah i mean as as a protest as a representation of what they saw in what america was doing abroad with it was yeah. extraordinarily um, yeah. powerful but but broader society was not ready and did not accept it at that time. no
2: not at all yeah
1: which is unfortunate but oh my god is it powerful today yeah
0: and it definitely yeah. it's a it's a good um i know we we mentioned like there's the tease with machine gun but it that version of the star spangled banner definitely implies a lot of like what he did with machine gun which is you know a, a vietnam protest song right there um and same thing like the the effects he's doing with you know the the whammy bar and the bomb effect. Air raids, dropping bombs, awesome.
1: sirens. I mean, and
0: machine like he literally makes like a machine gun sound. And too, it's accurate. You know? I mean, it's if crazy. you listen to
1: it and know what you're listening to, you know yeah. you know what's going on. You can paint yeah. a picture in your head.
0: I did yeah. just want to say, funny enough, this is not the first time, and it's not the only time you ever played the Star Spangled Banner. He actually had played no. it like 30 other times before. I didn't know this that. Is this is the like one that got the, the media, media t- media's yeah.
2: attention. Yeah. Yeah. So. It
1: was Woodstock. But, um, it was the like, hippie fest. Yeah. If, if, the, exactly. if the media wanted to vilify hippies, they had well, all the in one place. Well, because the media was already covering yeah. it
0: because of the massive amounts of people. Yeah. So my so my three songs for this show, um, my all-time favorite is always going to be Spanish Castle Magic from this show. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Um, I think... I, I really like Voodoo Child, and I like the version that's on here. I definitely don't think it's my favorite, though. So, I w- I'm gonna I'm gonna probably say Message to Love is my number two, and um, trying to think of my third. Come on, Ellie. Honestly, <laughs> uh, it's not the best solos. Ah, no, not Purple Haze. I do like the version of Purple Haze on this, but it's not. I like the the Purple Haze
1: on this because of the broader soundscape. I don't like his solo as much. I guess,
0: honestly. I wasn't a huge fan. I always
2: got to agree with you. I wasn't a huge fan of his solo on Purple Haze. It also just, Purple Haze sounded a little more. It's kind uh, of a
0: run-through version. Yeah, Yeah. and it also
2: just sounded a little like they were like, that was kind of the mess-up song where they had a few mess-ups and you could kind of hear them being like, (laughs) 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 like trying to get it back. So I'll, I'll probably
0: I honestly I guess <laughs> I <known> yeah. <laughs> I guess I will say Voodoo Child is my third. Um but yeah. yeah. So those are my those are my three. Um I don't know if anyone I I, I just want to go to Spanish Castle Magic for a quick minute. Yeah. Okay. Um I have a couple of just like quick things I wanted to point out with that one cuz I've really listened to that version so many times. The Interplay, Seven minutes and five seconds, by the way. For anybody wondering, the interplay between the drums and Jimmy on that on that version are just. Beautiful. I also love when he pulls out of the mix on that, and he's letting the bass and the drums do that kind of improv section in the middle. Yeah, and when he that comes, was
2: easily one of my favorite parts. Yeah, and he the, comes back with
0: that the chug, you know, and he and he perfectly mixes it in, and it's it's almost again like another. It's almost like a helicopter type effect a little bit. Yeah. So cool. Um. There's also this part right before he does the where he lets them do their thing at the end of that first solo he has this one line where he is doing um like I think it's a mixture of like like um octaves and like double stops and he and he's kind of running down the scale and at the end he just he he does that and at the end he does like a chugga chugga like really fast though and it all just it's really quick they're each like an eighth note and perfectly on the beat but um, there's that 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 one line is like one of my all-time favorite Jimi Hendrix lines yeah. Yeah. ever heard in anything. Um, but yeah, those two moments, and there's a run at the end that he does down the scale that I just yeah. wanted to mention because those three moments, honestly, for me, that's Jimi Hendrix. Like that is the there's there's something in those specific little parts that is so unique to him yeah that um yeah i don't know
2: no it was an incredible song i couldn't agree with you more and it was i originally i had told you earlier before the podcast i told you uh voodoo child was my favorite yeah but the more i had listened to this show the more i kind of saw what you meant by spanish castle magic was your favorite yeah because that um that section you, where they uh, yeah bless you um <laughs> that section where they like they where it's just the bass and drums is killer. Yes. Midge Mitchell is fucking. I mean he goes off the entire album, but this song he really does
0: he. Oh man, um, and I just think it also has. I think this that, song has one of the best. And I, I'll let you go right after this. Okay. I just think this song has one of the best. Um, like 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 moments where they're really jamming together it's yeah. not just jimmy on this one you yeah know?
2: yeah definitely i was also gonna say jimmy has one of his best solos on this out al- on the on this song i mm. think it's probably the best on the album mm. was on this song wow um, you think
0: the first solo or the or the second one i think the second yeah probably
2: those are some big words considering this is a
1: very very solo heavy yes yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah. no i mean you like well yeah it's like it's so hard to pinpoint the best because there's so many and each one has its moment of like or its run or lick that you're like oh my god i would just say this is probably the one that jumped out to me as i was listening through and taking my notes this is the one i think that jumped out to me as the best one
1: that one, but I also I I'm gonna challenge you. I I really uh. like to hear my trainer coming. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about yeah. that. Then. I think I think um. he pulled out a lot of stops there. It's just because you were saying something earlier, like that's Jimi Hendrix to me. Mm. I mean, I feel like everybody's got their individual, um, you know, perceived essence of of what that d- means to them. Um, and I'm not saying I'm very accurate representations that you picked. Um, from from my version though, uh, that is Jimi Hendrix to me is when he'll like do some crazy solo line into an effortless bend into an effortless set of like wall of sound style chords and then just right back pull yes. it off like yeah. uh, because there is there is a uh, a communication there of you know I, I, and I, I draw back to the only thing that I can understand because I'm a vocalist Um, it's not lyrics that he's playing he's mm. not playing something for the story he's playing that that run that improvisation that that scream that that shout
3: Mm. that
1: cry that something that like literally pulls your heart out of your chest or 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 just stops you dead in your tracks you're like oh my god i got chills yeah he can do that and he can do it every time i don't know how else to describe it but he has that connection to the music and the soul and the muse
0: there's something with uh like you've talked a lot about how jerry will kind of um, or the dead will they'll they'll pull you in and then they let you go and they yeah. kind of they, play with they guide you. It's like a tide with Jimmy it's like you're listening and then it's like whole like the the, like jerry like in the dead there's moments where like even in one song that's a great version they might pull you in and you're like like you're like to your point like your ear like you're like oh yeah but then maybe later you You kind of you you kind of like you go back to driving with Jimi hendrix when he starts man he fucking demands and captures all of your attention and he just holds it and like and he doesn't let you go no. no,
2: like it's not like uh, The Dead is a much more like relaxing, if you will. It's like, uh, come, yeah. come be part of this with yeah,
1: us in any way that you it. can be Jimmy part of this with like, us. Jimmy's yeah. like, well, let's, we're doing this we're now. Doing we're this on this ride. Yes. We're all going. Yes.
0: For yeah. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, with Hear My Train Coming and with Spanish Castle Magic, I think those two songs both have some of the best... Um, like you, in Spanish Castle Magic, it probably has even better is just dynamic range throughout the song. Like yeah, you know,
2: yeah, where it's kind of it might be missing that on some other songs. Yeah. I think, um, he's slowing down. You know, I'd say little, one of the places is missing is I mean I've talked about my least favorite on this album is Red House. Red House, um, where I just think uh, I it dynamically it is full on, like from Jimmy yeah. when, when like. When the bassists and the drummer are kind of doing something more
0: slow, relaxed, and Jimmy's just like, no. I want to go. Yeah. I could and be wrong. I think Larry Lee might be doing some of the leads on that one, actually. Oh, really? I think, well, he does do oh, a solo on that I song. I know. Yeah, I think I have that, but. I think he might be doing some of the leads, but I'm not, I'm Where's not sure of how of much of them yeah, Jimmy. was Jimmy. I agree. Um,
2: I just... I One of my things with that was I feel like he could have done some more slower, melodic stuff, yeah. closer to, like, B.B. B. King um, or, like, something like that, where I think that would have added more to it because it was kind of like a slow shuffle, and he was doing... Like Accord. yeah, just like going <laughs> super fast, super fast licks all the time, and it's like, dude, can we chill? Dude, can just we chill like for a second,
1: <laughs> Timmy? Dude, Timmy, Timmy,
2: slow down. Yeah, Timmy, slow down. Yeah, so, and I love that when he awesome plays.
0: Though. You know, to your point, when he does go a little more BB King, and slower. Yeah.
2: Well, he does it a little bit on, on Villanova Junction. He does it a little bit, and I'm like, when I was listening to that, I was like, man, if you could have implemented some of this playing into Red House, would have been incredible. I think I would have liked
0: that song a lot more. Yeah, my chair is breaking on me. Oh no! For those on the audio version. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is another one of those points where I, I I wonder. Yeah, it keeps you up at night when you think about artists that you love, Um, because you see other other brilliant guitarists. Advance and evolve and, and mellow as they get older. They take the skill set that they have and they're not afraid to come out and just maul your face off with a wall of sound. But they're also more comfortable sitting quietly with themselves on stage yeah. and playing, you know, some some just nice bluesy shit. Yeah, and yep. maybe,
2: like, they feel like they don't have the to quick. wow you or whatever. Like, hey. they they can...
1: Y'all are here to see me. Let's have a great time yeah. doing what we all do together. That's generally what happens with with time. They mellow out and just play. But and, and I'm not saying that he wasn't just playing. I'm I mean, saying he that he was still in that excitement like yeah. stage where oh, yeah. you know I think it was also
2: it, was it also could have just been like it was that was just the way he played. That was just huge he Woodstock. was. I mean there's that. Yeah, moment. and like Red House that song isn't supposed to be it's supposed to be like blazing fast riffs or whatever mixed in with the with the slow shuffle so like
0: maybe that i i don't know hadn't ever heard that song before this album so like well i think i've heard a lot of versions of red house that are definitely way slower and in the licks the fast licks are very you know like chosen when they're yeah. put in. It's not and, just all the time. Yeah. And it is better. Like those versions of that song are definitely better. Yeah. I think the Monterey pop album has a version of Red House, but I could be wrong. But like totally different feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you you guys have mentioned a bunch about the wall of sound that he kind of creates. Um and I do agree with you. It it is it is a it's a soundscape that is just insane. Um but I'm what do try you and find
1: exactly what I'm what I think of when when you say wall of sound. Well
0: I okay. think well, Honestly, what I'm what I'm Buddha curious Child to know is, is probably
2: emphasize the best. Yeah. yeah. Well I'm
0: curious to know though, do you think that his wall of sound comes from his use of like the effects that he's using or do you think it's it's a mix of of his effects and playing yeah what What i was going to say is because i think that jimmy you know obviously like he used to use his thumb a lot he's throwing in he throws in notes that like the normal player out of ease would not you just you just yeah
1: but they fill the space well he he uses
0: he
2: uses a lot of like open
0: yes yeah open
2: strings like he doesn't always mute he he will mute strings yeah. Like he doesn't always. A lot of times he'll like, like, let that stuff ring. Yeah, which contributes to it definitely. Yeah, it's a mix. I think it's a mix of that its effects. effects. Also,
1: I just I gotta and, uh, I gotta mention.
0: Yeah.
2: Like I'm looking at this cover,
1: and you know a lot of guitarists they got the guitar faces and something, but you can always tell there's a little bit of, I don't know. Tension. I mean, it, it's a, it's an accent with yeah. your body. You have to tend to your muscles. This is the most relaxed picture of somebody shredding guitar I've ever seen. His body looks yeah. entirely naturally positioned, like he's not trying; he's just existing where he needs to. I mean, I can't. Yeah. It's a great th- picture. Look, look at it. His yeah. limbs are not tense. His face is not concerned. He is existing in the moment that is perfect. Yeah. This is an effort. This is this is euphoria. Um, and also, just that, do you want to? I found the section for that wall of sound. Can hear it?
0: Uh, we'll we'll put it in later. All right, bet. Yeah. It's at that
1: the works. end of "Hear My Train to Come" in the beginning of. Um, Spanish Castle Magic, uh, again, where he's just kind of sitting there chilling, talking, and then all of a sudden he's like, "All right, we're gonna go into this song."
3: It's like yeah. straight. Yeah.
1: Um, and then from right there, he's just got you. He, he- yeah. holds you the whole song, the whole time. Um, partially because of the effects, and partially because of how I he plays. I think it's just flying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, well, yeah, mix of effects. And but I, I think, think that second guitarist really, really fills out this particular yeah. show. That's yeah. true.
0: I also think though it, what's really cool later, um, there's a there's an album called Songs Songs for Groovy Children. It was like That's a so cool. a newer release. Oh, we got action! Yeah, we got a we got a jet ski show. <laughs> yeah, they, they're doing donuts behind us. Um, there's this, new, yeah. But "Songs for Groovy Children" was recorded the New Year's Eve after this in '70, uh, which would have been just a few months before he passed away. And that album has just some insane live stuff on it. But the the wall of sound. I mean, that's a more contained environment. You know, he's playing in New York City on New Year's Eve. It's cold, so they're inside. Like it's it's much more contained than Woodstock. And he probably had different pedals with him and in uh, a little bit more options yeah but um the wall of sound that he creates on that album on certain songs is amazing but what billy cox is adding in also with the bass for creating just a bigger feel and it's it like i would really say billy cox is playing on that album's even better like it, wow. it really lends itself more to to filling the space kind of in the way that the yeah. rhythm guitar does on this one,
2: yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Well, I mean, though. he was yeah. he. I mean, they had only played a few times, so like yeah. this was still they're still Just very the
0: beginning. And very
2: that's that's also cool. I mean, i y-
1: you know you jam with people, you jam with bands, and there's definitely a a playful all right let's see where this goes kind of vibe that goes around the room when you do that and you can kind of feel that in certain songs that's one of the reasons why jam back at the house is one of my favorite songs it just feels like they're jamming back at the house well
2: it is just a jam
1: it's so cool Uh, and they're doing it at woodstock in front of two hundred thousand
2: people i mean that's that's also
1: kind of just embodies the vibe of the festival y'all we're just gonna have fun and indulge in music together Yeah. So, yeah, I really like that. I line. love
0: when he says, we only tried this. You know, we've only done this. We've only played one or two times. We're still pulling it together. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep. It's like laughs>
1: and then just go into some fantastic
0: yeah. song. And then here's something we just did. They absolutely so. destroy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other. Did anyone have any other songs they wanted to specifically cover? Um, um, you know?
2: Uh, uh. Yeah, I got. I think I had one. Um, I'll maybe it was the improvisation or the.
0: I'll say quick on Voodoo Child. Um, I really do like the version on here. His intro, like the the playing during the his like, you know, the typical intro of the song's really cool on this one. Yeah. Um, my only thing with Voodoo Child, why I do really like it, but I still think that there are v- better versions. Some of his solos on that are really cool but there's also a lot of it where he's really just doing the hammer-ons and pull-offs and he's and he, and they're kind of just jamming on that and it's more of they're creating like an overall soundscape as opposed to him really like playing yeah. crazy licks which is totally cool in a different feel but, but yeah. he's
1: painting a picture building an environment rather than yeah, giving you a solo line exactly. or a, a monologue to listen to and he
0: doesn't have as many like crazy bombastic solos on that one mm-hmm. um, that are like with like you know, that's why I think this version is a little bit different. But it is cool in how it, it creates something bigger than just, like, uh, a few sections where he's going to have crazy licks. Yeah. You know? And that's why it's longer and it survives a little longer than, like, the Spanish Castle Magic, for instance. Yeah. yeah. You know.
1: This whole show, man. Honestly, well, to to zoom out just a little bit, because um, <clears throat> I think we're we're getting a little close to... Yeah. 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 Um, to zoom out just a little bit, this show is is iconic throughout you know musical circles throughout history for for several different reasons but again you know I love Jimi Hendrix I've listened to him a bunch but I've never listened to this show straight through yeah, yeah. I've heard the Star Spangled Banner a thousand times in a thousand different documentaries about a thousand different reasons why it's significant mm. um but I've never heard it on the album I've never heard it yeah. sandwiched in between the songs it's sandwiched in between and I've never that, heard this whole that's run true. I, I, in such a way, I, I mean, it, it's like a rebirth of my appreciation for Jimi Hendrix because mm. of the way that he can he can play with with that energy, yeah, and that spirit that is music.
0: Um, I I, n- I never even realized that the song was even sandwiched. No in neither a medley. did I. I thought yeah, it, I thought it was either. the last song.
1: I thought it was the end.
2: I th- same. I thought it was, yeah, just like on its own, and then. Maybe they go into a song right after it. But, yeah. but I had no idea. And I, I know, think this sandwich. show was
1: uh, not only... It a sounds
2: almost like he... Was he planning on doing that? Like, it sounds almost band-ing? like it was just kind of... He just kind of was like, all right, yeah, let's do this now. We're going to we're gonna do a... I, know I know mean, I don't know what doing.
0: he's doing for the last two. He's in E for those first... Or E minor, I guess, yeah. for those first three. So he probably... Because it probably he just figured it's like the best segue between Voodoo and and uh in purple yeah. haze I mean it yeah I don't know but it's
2: phenomenal.
1: I'm happy to listen to this show though I think it's really good and I think it also um it it, it is
2: yeah a it gets good the van exam- jam stamp of approval Yeah <laughs> the van it, it stamp gets, of it's, approval. it's a
1: good exemplification of not only th- what the essence of Woodstock was but in a lot of ways this show is a distillation of, of certain aspects of Jimmy Hendrix. Well, yeah. I think
0: another I think another just interesting thing too, um, it's very timely now. It's still relevant, especially oh the God. version of the Star Spangled yeah. Banner. I mean, you know, here we are on the fourth of July, we're fifty years later. You know, a lot of the problems that Jimi Hendrix was grappling with and protesting against and channeling through that version, you know, the civil rights movement, you had Vietnam at the time, you had the LGBT movement was just starting. You had, you know, all these so-so or socio-political problems that he was, you know— part of the movement and he's channeling them if
1: you will is what he was
0: yeah and you look today like we're still grappling with a lot of these same issues black lives matter you know right out of the pandemic we had we've had other problems with you know stop asian hate and you you know we're in we're at the end of pride month right now and you know like there's, there's a lot of these things that are still relevant. The U.S., you know, we might not be involved in as big scale of a war as Vietnam, but... But
1: we've got the Forever Wars. We we've, still, got, yeah. you know? we've got Israel things going on yeah. now. Yeah. And Jimi whole-
0: Hendrix kind of, in a very different way channeled that through, you know, his playing and through his sound and yeah, yeah. listening to, you know, the other night we were playing the Star Spangled Banner and we saw some uh fireworks going off. I wanted to, yeah, I, and wanted awesome. to bring,
2: I wanted to tell that Go story ahead, yeah. if you want to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we just were we were on the boat cuz we were like let's just chill, talk, you know, plan out the podcast a, bit, a few days ago. Um and uh we just saw like a bunch of boats just chilling in this cove and we were like what is going on here? And then we just saw some fireworks start getting lit off. And we were playing the album. We're playing the live Woodstock album. Yeah, so it's it
3: it,
2: Yeah, I it was just going to And then we were just like, put on the Star Spangled Banner. And then we played it towards the end. And it was it was so America. And it <laughs> it's just so, like, I don't know. There's something about it. Like, when you play it, play the Star Spangled Banner when fireworks are going off. Yeah. You get this feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it's seriously. such an American, like, Stupid pride, but like it's <laughs> yeah. so, it's good. I don't know. It's a good yeah. feeling. It it feels for cool. some
1: reason, it feels like a guilty pleasure because America. But yeah. like at the same time, America, like yeah. yeah, it's
2: like oh yeah.
1: So yeah, it's great. It's one of those things where you can like you can look at a flag on the Fourth of July and feel the guilty pleasure of pride. Like I'm not gonna get upset. Well, with yeah, you, for that. you still
2: feel that even, like, even pride for, for, for all your the sins of the country, and just like where we've it's where we've grown up and yeah, like you know. even though like yeah we have a bad history but every country has a shitty well, history I think,
0: <laughs> I think part of what he's channeling there too though is the you know through th- he's he's playing the distortion of the times yeah. literally through what he's doing and and you know funny point too is like when we were on the way out there i actually just had new york times article pop up like right before and it was talking about uh how we were we had just bombed you know some bombings over the weekend in Iraq yeah. um, against Iran, and you know it just. It, and then we heard it, and to that point, like it was, it was just interesting to me. I, um yeah.
2: I, I mean, it like, yeah, that that pride doesn't mean that it's like you aren't, you're like for you, ex- you, you accept you, no. all yeah. of this. It's I think not. It's that you believe in in bettering this country exactly. and like hopefully. Yeah. This banner yeah. is, in
1: my mind, an embodiment of a sentiment that is shared by a lot of people, and you know, even nowadays. You're right. It does. It does ride with the times very well nowadays. Yeah. And that is, I, I love you. I care for you. I'm, I'm proud to be a part of you. But you do not represent what I stand for. No. And like, we got, got some for work this to do. We, gotta that, that right it we got I some work to do. We got some work to do. Yeah. Like, but I love mean this I'm not country. Part of you. But I, this God is damn, my home. This is my, do, my, you know? yeah. my love, my life, my heart. But. But you gotta, we gotta change some stuff and around here. And I think here. that doesn't represent what I represent. I think yeah.
0: that's Jimi Hendrix's biggest message with the Star Spangled Banner is just like we're not perfect. Like no. I, he loves this country too. Why else yeah. would he play Star Spangled Banner? He's very Banner. patriotic. He was, he was, very a, he was patriotic. a veteran. Yeah, you
1: know? it's probably one of the more patriotic, uh, and this is a you know up for debate. But I'd say it's not really. It's one of the more patriotic renditions because in the actual rendition of the national anthem. It is one of the truest and and controversial expressions of free speech. Yes, like yeah, he's saying so much without saying a word, <laughs> yeah. and it, it's it's intertwined with such a a huge symbolic piece of our nation. Protest, it, it intertwines yeah. the two most fundamental baseline things that we live by here. I
0: you think know, it freedoms also freedoms and proud
1: to, to have what we have, but also the the responsibility to continue to iterate and improve upon it. Yeah. So I thought it was a very very powerful thing. It was.
0: I'm actually I'm okay. I was gonna uh, say I think it's even more powerful he doesn't sing it, but. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I think yeah, it is. no, I agree. Yeah,
2: I think it's that because well, because his guitar is. I mean, his voice isn't the best voice, so like it's it's his guitar is like a he's singing through his guitar. Yeah, yeah. his guitar is his way of expression, and, and you
1: can feel it. You can feel everything that's going through his his mind yeah. and and. Yeah. It's like lightning through the fingertips, and you can hear it through the end. Yeah.
2: It's fantastic.
1: Dang. we we with that, get we, on uh, a tangent? Yeah. It's
2: are pretty good. just about wrapping it up, I think. Yes. We're, uh, so to happy about happy
0: 4th of July to everybody. Happy episode 4 of Van yeah. Jammin. We will be uh, coming back to you soon with some more content. I think we might might have a few episodes on Zoom coming up just because I'm going to be in Boston. Yeah. But... Uh, let
1: us know what you think yeah. of these new set changes, though. We've tried the yeah. van, we've tried yeah. Zoom, we've tried out here. Now I mean,
2: or whatever you say, we're probably not gonna stay with it, cause, yeah. just because we're kind of doing whatever we can. Yeah. And today was like, well,
0: it's just a beautiful we day. We got lucky. And yeah. It's also it would be so hot inside that hot van. Oh, man. oh my God, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know the van, the van jam is a uh, is a mind and a mentality an and a spirit. It's not a. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a fixed thing. No. Today was a little bit of the boat jam,
2: boat jamming, dock jamming, boat jamming, uh, by the water jam,
0: by the water by jam, by the yeah. water jam, um,
2: land jamming. But yeah, so uh, follow us on Instagram. Did you already say that? Yeah, follow the. <laughs> I, Van did, I did. I did on not. Uh, yeah, so uh, follow at uh, Van Jammin. Um,
0: subscribe to, subscribe the, to YouTube. the YouTube
2: channel, and uh, again, we're out. If you're listening to the audio version, you already know this. But if you're listening on YouTube. Uh we have audio the audio only version is um is out uh pretty much everywhere you get your podcasts. Um so
1: yeah.
2: subscribe by clicking this button right down here.
1: And find <laughs> any other related videos in the tab to your right. Yes. <laughs> Thank and you so for a much for watching. From our <laughs> exactly. Square <Raid laughs>
2: Shadow Legends. All right, Rocco, this is uh,
1: the Nord VPN. Did you do you need to be hidden in Russia yeah. for some reason? Thank
2: you guys. Yeah. We just listed on so three different
1: sponsors. Yeah, I th- thank you so much for, <laughs> for tuning in. Thank and hopefully you. we'll catch All you next right. time.
2: Peace.
0: Peace.